Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Nick Horde with Walk-Ins. Welcome. We have a unique episode today. I had the privilege to be on the 91 Day Success Podcast with my good friend Jonathan Mast, and I thought it was good information that he and I were dialoguing about. It's all about artificial intelligence and how it's being applied to marketing. Um, I thought there were some really good takeaways from it, and I thought we would go ahead and just play about 20 to 25 minutes of that interview, some of the highlights of that interview for you. So I hope you uh, enjoy this episode. Stay tuned, listen in, and enjoy the content. Thanks for listening. Hi, and welcome to the 91 Day Success Podcast. I'm Jonathan, your host, and I am thrilled today to have Nick Horde with me from Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, I've known Nick now for about two years and have really just enjoyed getting to know him and his expertise, and I'm thrilled today. Nick, by the way, is from Cache patient care marketing pros, if I can say that right. Uh, and we're going to just chat today about a whole bunch of things related to the digital marketing world. And I think Nick will probably have some really good value bombs to drop on us as well. But Nick, for those people that don't know who you are, can you give us kind of an elevator pitch of, of Nick and, and how did you get into the marketing business of all the things in the world? Well, man, first of all, Jonathan, thank you so much for the awesome intro. Thank you for inviting me uh, onto the podcast, the 91 Day Success Podcast. I love it so much. Um, patient Care Marketing Pros was birthed out of the 2020 pandemic. We had a generalist agency, and uh, it was called Nick the Marketer. Still, still around. We just don't promote it that much. And what happened is while all of the other agencies were seeing this mass exodus of clients, um, we had a handful of urgent cares that were asking us, like, what can we do? How can you help us? How can we get better? How can we get, like, the government won't let us say COVID. They've, they've restricted, uh, only they can say it on any kind of digital platform. Um, so our urgent care stuck with us while everybody else was on that sinking ship. And we just fell in love with the urgent care and the patient care space. And so um, we help clinics uh, triple their patient volume through digital marketing services. This mobile first, high converting websites, social media, uh, Google ads, search engine optimization. We like TikTok a lot, that kind of stuff. So that's what we do, man. Well, that's awesome. And, and that's a that's a serious claim, Nick. You know, three times the number of patients. That's that's a boatload of increase. Um, that, that's absolutely amazing. Really interesting. And I won't dive into the politics of it, but off the record, I'd love to find out more about the government wouldn't let them say COVID anywhere. That's That's got to make marketing kind of hard, at, obviously, during 2020 and 2021. I'd love yeah, to you have to use words like rapid testing and the fun things that everything that that looks like COVID smells like COVID but doesn't say COVID. That's what we had to do. Interesting. Yeah, not being in that niche, that's something I never knew. Very, right. very interesting. Well, on, on your website, you talk, and I know we've talked in the past about SEO, but you talk about the fact that you guys have a unique way of doing SEO. Talk to me a little bit, Nick, from your perspective about um, that unique approach and what's different than what's normally being done in the healthcare industry. Well, I mean, so content, content, content is is what you hear for search engine optimization. And I, I've got an unfair advantage over most other niches. And what I mean by that is if you're in a roofing niche or HVAC or any kind of service industry that's going to serve the general public, you have to hit like the whole city or, you know, all the surrounding zip codes. The patient care space is very unique in that you really just have to dominate in a seven to 10 mile radius. So while everybody else is spending all of their efforts on, on controlling all the little locations, pages, and all of that, 
All I have to do is show up in the Google map pack in a seven to 10 mile radius. So we're 100% focused with our search engine optimization on building that authority in those small little grids. Does that make sense? Makes perfect sense. No, and yeah. I, you're right. That, that's got to be very unique because I know most digital marketing agencies and most businesses, for that matter, they care a lot more than that seven mile radius. But you're working primarily with urgent care facilities, correct? Correct. And so that makes right. sense. They're going to be looking for the, the people that live nearest to them and pull that in. Uh, without yeah, and it, does, it doesn't matter how good you look uh, on your brand and everything. Just it, people are not going to drive past 10 to 15 miles unless you're in a rural area. You're just not going to drive past 13 other urgent cares when you feel bad. Makes perfect sense. Makes perfect right. sense. Without giving away the, the secret sauce, how do you help those urgent care facilities do so well in that radius because while it's a very targeted it's not necessarily the easiest thing to do either i wouldn't think actually i don't even mind giving away the secret sauce because nobody's going to go do it so i'm not real worried fair enough that, right? so, uh what 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 we do is called map stacking have you ever heard of that i have i do not understand okay. it though i'm not an seo expert myself so so you take you take a google map api all right. And you take 20 to 25 photos, you geotag those photos in, with latitude and longitude lines, and you, you, you geotag them and you put them on directly onto Google Maps platform. And then okay. you, build, you build it all in that radius in circles. You do it in a five mile, a seven mile, and a, and a 10 mile radius. So three different layers to that. And in those photos that are embedded with that lat long latitude, longitude, yep you build directions back to your facility. So you oh, just build wow. rotary and you just do it all in that radius. And we do it every single month with the software that Brad uses. I would totally give you the name of that software if I knew it. I may have to oh, find that, right. send it to you so you could drop it in the link if you want. But um, nonetheless, that's map stacking. And Google is like, man, people are asking for directions. People are asking for directions. People are asking for directions. And they just keep getting juiced. That is awesome. What a, what a great yeah. strategy. Well, I, I told everybody, if you guys were going to listen today, Nick was going to drop some value bombs. There's a major one, because I'm assuming that can be used by most any business if they're, if they're really looking in that, and again, that local map. It can probably be great for a restaurant or other people like that as well that are really focused on some of those local areas. What a great tip. That's, right, that's and it definitely works on the, on the hyper-local. There's the diminishing returns. When you start oh, doing... Sure. When you start doing it in, you start going into 1530 and then 50 mile radii around cities, like, like we were talking about in Birmingham, if it's a roofing sure. company and you're in a 50 mile radius trying to hit every zip code, you're, you're doing, you're not doing 20 to 25 photos. You're doing hundreds of them. Um, and that's where you get things like nearby now that kind of work out. It's, it's a piece of the puzzle. It's not the whole thing, but that's, that's how those softwares type tend to work. That makes Makes sense. Well, great, great share. I appreciate that. That again, what sure. an amazing tip. How you 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 know that's something again that's maybe a again I've probably heard of it for the last year or so. So I'm in the overall picture, not new but newer. How do you see things changing in the digital marketing landscape as we're recording this right now at the end of September? You know, Google's in the midst of their help, one of their helpful content rollouts. And uh, right. I don't know about you, but I'm seeing all kinds of people that are freaking out because it's it's not necessarily benefiting everybody as most of their updates don't. But in your crystal ball, if you look forward, what do you see happening, particularly in the healthcare industry over the next maybe three to five years as it relates to digital marketing and, and things like that? 
So okay, let me get a little bit of a clarifying piece. Are we talking strictly SEO? Are we talking digital? Or are we talking yeah, digital in general? general? Yeah, just digital in general. Um, so all the emphasis is, is slowly going toward paid ads. And yeah. you, you can consider that Google ads if you want. Um, you can consider that Facebook ads, uh, TikTok ads, however you want it. Here, here's the cool thing about marketing in general. Like the, the what hasn't changed. The delivery, the how is what keeps changing. Mm -hmm. um, so if you don't understand the main formula of digital marketing, print marketing, uh, traditional, all of those different types of things, and, and that is simply you have to have a defined audience that you're talking to. And then you have to have some type of an offer that you're trying to make. Those two things with a sense of urgency married in there, that's the secret sauce. That's what's going to stand out in the digital space. If you're just saying, do business with me and you're paying a lot of money, you're going to blow through all that cash. And yeah, you can still get a return on your investment. But if you say do business with me because we're offering this, but we're only going to do it for this time, this season, this reason, then you're pouring gasoline on a fire. Mm. Oh, wow. Great, great analogy to that. Uh, I was recently just talking to Dennis Yu. I think you know him as, mm. as well as I do. And Dennis was talking about, you know, how people in his mind misunderstand advertising because they look at it, you know, it, it's, it's just a huge expense and it can be, but mm -hmm. he compared it to digital postage. I'm just curious if one, if you've ever heard that, I mean, what your thoughts are. And, you know, he said, look, it, it's like in the old days when we sent out postcards, you paid money to get that ad put in front of people. You knew they didn't all work out. That's, right. that's the nature of the game. In your mind, uh, what are your thoughts on that as an analogy towards advertising, that digital postage? You're, you're basically paying Google, Facebook, whomever to get your, your material in front of somebody, just like we did 10 years, 20, 30, 50 years right. ago with postage. Well, let me, let me answer your question by asking a question. Fair enough. Why do you think your business should grow for free? Mm, boy, that's a good one. That's a really good one. So, so that that's the biggest thing. Like you think just because you're putting together content or just because you opened a business or just because you do a thing that people should automatically do business with you. All right. That's the challenging question. It, you, you were talking about, you know, paying postage, paying postage is either going to be to, you know, the, the, the post office, you know, yep. Um, you, you, USPS or, or, or anybody to get that message in front of them, or you're going to pay postage to Facebook or Google or Instagram or TikTok or whoever you're going to pay the postage to cumulus media, the television, you're going to pay postage to the Fox newses or the CNNs or wherever you're going to run those ads. You're going to pay that postage. Okay. Uh, I think the bigger, I would call it a pandemic of the mind in the digital space or in marketing in general is this, is this concept of I should just be able to put a post on Facebook and people should just do business with me and I shouldn't have to pay for it. Mm. And well, I think I, I that's, love, go ahead. I was going to say, that's the biggest disconnect that I find is like, well, if you're going to do SEO, well, Google's going to prioritize the ad 100% of the time over your organic search period. Absolutely. You know, and it makes perfect sense. And it's one of the reasons I kind of like the idea of the digital postage. Personally, it was another paradigm mentally to think about and go, okay, you know, yeah, it, it can be frustrating when you're constantly paying, but 
if you're doing it the right way, like you said, I think so many businesses out there make the mistake when it comes to ads that they don't focus on putting together an ad that's resonating with the audience. They're putting together mm -hmm. an ad that maybe makes them feel good or, or has a bunch of fancy words that don't mean anything, but they're not actually telling that, that audience, how, how am I going to make your life better or maybe better? How is working with patient care marketing pros going to make my job or my life as a urgent care facility better? And when you do that, then you're going to get the people that are going to respond to you and, and take advantage of your offer. No, you're exactly right. You know, I talk to my team all the time about money is attracted to speed. Okay. Yes. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, what are, you, you just asked the question, what are the benefits of doing business with patient care marketing pros or any other agency for that matter? Sure. Um, if you have an expert that's done... That, that, that's done what you're asking them to do and they have a history of delivering good results um, over and over again, like consistency over time, um, they're going to be able to come in and make an, a, an immediate impact on your business versus the price you're going to pay and missed opportunity over the time it takes you to get good at it. Yes, absolutely. There's a price absolutely. to be paid either way. I, I really like that, Nick, and I think you're you're absolutely right. And we've seen that as agency owners on our side as we grow a business. Like you said, you can you can hire somebody and train them, but then there's an opportunity cost, there's an economic cost associated with that. Or if you've got the budget, you can hire somebody that's already an expert, and like you said, that increases speed so much. And uh, I think you know, especially when it comes to marketing, I'm a big fan of the speed implementation because I think mm -hmm. so often, and I don't know how it is in the urgent care facility, but I know with a lot of the clients I deal with, we see they have an idea and it may take them months from the idea to actually even beginning to implement it. And by then the market's probably shifted just enough. It's not as great an idea as it was mm -hmm. three months ago, um, you know, with that. So that's great. Talk to me a little bit about that as you work with urgent care facilities. And I know at Nick the Marketer, you worked with a broader range, but really interested in the urgent care facilities at Patient Care Marketing Pros. How do you evaluate for them and help them figure out how to, again, create that speed to market so that they can get in front of the people that have the needs today? And how do you help them? Because I'm guessing a lot of people in the medical field may not do a great job of explaining the value that they're bringing to their patients um, just in the way the medical field thinks. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but how do you help them in those areas, Nick? You know, there's so many unique things that come along when you're dealing in the patient care space, the clinic space. Uh, we call it retail healthcare. So mm, I'm not talking yeah. about, I'm not talking about your hospitals or anything like that. Um, because honestly, they have so much money, they don't even know what to do with their money, right? Um, but when you when you come to that clinic, and if you think retail healthcare, you think think of a clothing store. There's there's a hundred different clothing stores. They all deliver clothes. What's going to match your style? What's going to match your personality? How are you trying to present yourself to the world? Um, when we talk about retail healthcare from the standpoint of a clinic, you have this this how how easy is it to do business with you? That's that's going to be the biggest indicator of success, and especially the urgent care is, can I schedule online? Do I have to go to your website to do that? Can I do it right on the Google business profile? Like, are, does it look good? Is it easy? Do I feel good about the conversion? What I mean is like when I put in my personal information, uh, HIPAA is a real thing for us, and we, we have to make sure that we don't violate health records Am I comfortable with putting my personal health information online? Am I making all of this easy? And then the number one indicator of success is 
am I going to do the thing that I said I was going to do? So when they show mm. up at that urgent care, is it is my information that I put in online already there or do I have to do it again? Disconnect. Excellent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. Am I sitting in there for an hour? Or am I sitting in there for 15 minutes? Or I just talked to an urgent care the other day who it's instant. You come in because you booked online. They're like, oh, we're glad you're here. Come on back. Wow. That's that is a patient instant. I got to love. Right. Exactly. So, um, but there's the different nuances that come along with making sure that their scheduler is rock solid, right? Sure. So um, when we talk about speed to implementation and how that affects an urgent care, how do the doctors feel about that? Well, the good news is they don't know anything about it, right? Gotcha. They're doctors. Okay. They, know how to, they know how to set bones. They know how to give stitches. They know how to prescribe the right medication. They're dodging um, lawsuits like it's a plague, right? Because everybody's so sue happy that they really don't think about their marketing. And they're very happy, assuming they can make that mental connection on the pricing, they're very happy to just offload it. I don't want to think about it. Just do it. Um, all I have to do is show up with a plan. Makes sense. Makes and execute sense. on the plan. And execute on the plan. Well, of course. And that's always going to be important. You mentioned pricing. And the other day, you and I, and it may have been a couple weeks ago now, but you and I were on a coaching call. Uh, full disclosure for everybody, you can see a seven-figure agency plaque behind Nick there that he's earned. I've got one as well. We're there it is. Part of a, we're part of a great group of agencies that brings a ton of value to us because it helps us. Again, part of that speed that you just talked about, Nick, seven figure brings a lot of that speed to us because other people learn things and we get to learn it without having to experience it. But anyway, we were talking and you had shared, uh, and this is a general business question. I know I get asked a lot is, do I put my pricing on my website or not? Mm -hmm. And I know it doesn't relate to what you're doing as urgent care, but I'd love your perspective as an agency owner. Um, why do you choose to put your pricing on the website? Because I know a lot of people say, oh, no, no, don't go there. But I mm. love the reasoning you gave. Can you share that with our audience? Why do you put that pricing out on the website? What's your reasoning behind that? Well, first of all, we're proud of it, but that's not the most important thing. It's it's the biggest objection. And I just want to get that out of the way. Mm. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, my goal is to make sure that we're making you money my goal is not to convince you that what we're doing is correct. Right. And when you start, start playing the game of, of pricing and all that, and I'll, and I'll, th this is going to sound terrible and I'm, I don't mean for it to be that way. Um, our Indian population loves to play the pricing. They just want to feel like they're getting a deal. Right. Yep. I don't have time for it. Sure. <laughs> right. Makes sense. Like the, the deal is we're tripling your patient volume. Multiply that times $200 per patient, multiply that by three, all the patients that you do, like that is the deal, right? Not my pricing. My pricing is designed to feed my team a fair wage, to give yep. a bonus structure for retention, to make sure that I'm doing uh, using the right softwares that are going to give the best results, and to do a healthy margin because the responsibility of the business owner is to turn a profit. Otherwise, why do we do this? I'm not getting wealthy, super stupid rich off of this stuff. I'm feeding my family. I'm putting my kids through college. So when I put my pricing out there, I'm super proud of it. Mm, that's like, I love that logic. And, I, and one of the things I really like that you shared in the training we were on is the fact that you're right. For most businesses, not all, but pricing is that major obstacle you have to come over. And, and why try to spend time convincing somebody to work with you only to have them look at your price and go, oh, had I known that, I would have never even spent a moment. Now you've wasted right. time. They've wasted time. You've created frustration. So I thought it was a... It, 
ironically, in my decades in marketing, is one of the first times I've heard people say that. And I thought it was really profound and, and a great way to look at it, uh, especially in today's marketplace where information is everything. Uh, mm -hmm. Why not just make it available, put it out there? And you're right. Your pricing is incredibly competitive, which certainly helps along the way. But right. I even would recommend it if it wasn't because, you know what, if, if you said, all right, we're five times the cost we are maybe that causes the right type of client to reach out and go, Nick, I'm interested in what you're doing um, because I want to know. I, I know you're more money, but I want to find, I mean, Mercedes sells cars every day. Ferrari right. sells cars every day. And not everybody buys the cheapest car. Uh, they're looking for the best value for them. And, and that value is something that changes depending on the customer. So do you, do you know how many complaints I, I don't know the answer to this. I'm just speculating a little bit, but I'd be willing to do a Google search real quick and bet that I'm right on this. If you look at a Mercedes customer versus a, I'm going to say Kia, I like Kia. Don't get me wrong on that, right? But it is a different customer, different demographic, different associate. I would be willing to bet that Kia probably sells significantly more cars. Okay. But I yep. also bet they get significantly more complaints. They have to do significantly more cleanup work on repairs and all the different things that come along with that. When you buy a Mercedes, you're buying in a whole experience with it. You're proud of what you have. It looks amazing. It drives amazing. Um, there's a little bit of status come with it. I don't really care about that so much, even with our own product. I don't want people to feel this status thing by doing business with us. I just want them to know that they're going to get outstanding, exceptional customer service right? We're going to do what we say we're going to do. And we're going to do it at a high level with, with high quality products, right? And they're not going to have to worry about where their money is going. These are the things that are important, right? And they're Absolutely. going to get a return on their investment. They're going to get a return on their investment, period. No, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I couldn't agree with you more. Well, Nick, our audience is made up of a lot of business owners, entrepreneurs, mm -hmm professionals. What's one piece of advice as you look at the, the digital marketing world that you would give to those entrepreneurs and those professionals looking to enhance their digital presence without feeling like they're getting stuck? We, you and I have both talked to clients who feel like they've been burned by other agencies and stuff like that. And I hate to hear that, but I do know that that happens. What piece of advice would you give to that business owner, that entrepreneur, that professional that says, look, I want to improve my presence. I want to get more leads, but I don't necessarily want to break the bank. From your perspective, what are some of the best value things that a business can look at when it comes to digital marketing? Well, I mean, become a Google business profile expert. I'm not 100% sure the, the full scope of your audience. Um, so, some, I mean, if, if Google is something that you're dependent on for opportunities for your business, then your Google business profile is going to become more critical than it ever has become. Um, that is the lifeblood to Google, in my opinion. All right. So mm -hmm. that's going to be thing number one. And then thing number two is I get it. You want to do things on a budget, but you need to define the outcomes so that you can put the budget where it needs to go most. Oh, I, I think that that last part is actually something I'd love to dive into. And I know mm -hmm. many clients are looking for the the least expensive way to do things. But I think it's so important that they look at what the value is they're getting back out of that and and how much how much they can spend to do it. One of my favorite quotes from Dan Kennedy, and it's been borrowed by Russell Brunson a lot, too, which is the person that can spend the most on marketing wins at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And the that only way to 
the only way to spend, and it's not because I'm a marketer, it's really not why I say it, but I love the logic behind it. Because what it's basically saying is if you can figure out how to convert enough of your marketing into paid dollars, you can then continue to reinvest to get new clients. Because if it costs me, keep the math simple, if it costs me $100 to get a new client, and every new client brings $150 in, then I can know I can spend up to, in theory, a hundred and some dollars to get every new client. And if my competition's set that I'm not going to spend more than $25, I can beat my competition every single time if that's the case. Um, so yeah, I, I love, I don't know why I brought that up, but I, just, I love that. No, that it's, it's really good content. You're dropping you know, value bombs right there, man. <laughs> I'm the host. It's supposed to be you, not me. What's going on here? I'm good but, with no, it. I, I come to I learn too. That, Nick. I appreciate that. <laughs> But no, I just it, it's it's one of the things I think that as as businesses are looking at marketing, I think too many of them miss, and that they really do need to understand that value that that customer is bringing in. And I find a lot of the clients that that we deal with as a marketing industry don't know that answer to how much is that new patient worth to you, how much is that new client going to bring in. And I want to encourage people; they need to understand that to know how much they can afford to spend on marketing. If I'm a roofer and that average new new job let's say brings me $10,000 in profit. That mm. tells me how much I can spend to land that job as opposed to if I only know the revenue that it brings. And I need to understand what's that bottom line addition. I'm assuming that's something that you help your clients with well in the urgent care. And it's probably, I'm guessing, fairly predictable across the industry. Is that accurate oh, or am I wrong? 100%. And the reason why is because the government dictates it. That's their biggest obstacle right now in the urgent care space in general is um, demand from COVID is all but gone. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then you have during COVID, all of these hospitals opened up urgent care clinics and don't know what they're doing because urgent care and emergency room are not the same thing. Yeah, right? totally different. But, but, and they have unlimited pockets, right? So you got that problem. So low demand, more competition, but the, what, what they don't understand in general, and that's what we help the hurdle is you don't have to dominate the whole city. You have to dominate dominate seven miles. Mm. You own seven miles. That's all you need is seven miles. You really want to make a lot of money? Go to 10. Wow. Well, again, the, the other reason for dealing with someone that like you, that's a specialist in the industry, you know their information. I've never dealt with a, right. a patient, uh, an urgent care facility. I'd have no idea. Anymore. Awesome. I hope you enjoyed that little section of the 91 Day Success Podcast. And I want to do two things. One, I want you to encourage, I want to encourage you to go over uh, and check that podcast out on Anchor, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. Jonathan does such a good job on the 91 Day Success Podcast. And I know that it's not healthcare related all the time, uh, but it's really good general best practices in marketing. So I want to encourage you to go over there. The other thing is, again, share this episode and leave us a review. That is the only ask we ever make on here. And it means the world to us. It's the only way we're able to grow this podcast and impact other clinics just like you. If it's helped you share it, leave us a review. That would be our major ask. So I hope you have a great week and we look forward to seeing you next Wednesday. Have a great week. Thanks. Thanks.